All right, this is Grind Season. I'm Jason Smith, one of your co-hosts here on Grind Season, uh, an Odyssey podcast. I'm also co-host of the Jason John Midday Radio Show here in the great city of Memphis, Tennessee. That's on weekdays from 11 to 2 on 92.9 FM ESPN. You can follow me on Twitter, on Instagram, at Jason Smith. This is my man, Anthony Sane, the Tribal Chief of Grizz Twitter. You should know that by now if you've been rocking with us all season. Uh, has covered the Grizz for the last decade in every platform, on every platform, in every form you can. Written radio, podcast, can follow him on Twitter at Sane Asylum. What's up, man? Man, I'm good, man. I'm uh, sitting at the house. I got a discovery you may not know nothing about. These are aluminum cups, Jason Smith. Have you heard of these? I have not. I don't know if y'all can hear it. You can hear the ice hitting up against that aluminum. On the outside, they are a masterful uh object that i have in my my uh my kitchen that keep your, your drink super cold but did not say, that yeah. must be the primary significance you keep it keep must keep it ice cold for a while oh, super cold can you see oh, the frost on that joint i don't know if this is gonna make the highlights but yeah can you i kind of can see the frost yeah those uh they're, you, i think they're like six bucks for a pack of seven or eight bucks for it's like you know but you can you can keep them for a while yeah they're okay. nice they're nice when but you, yeah when, we need to slap a grind season logo on. Yeah, there you go, man. There you go. There you go. Uh, there you go. First things first, too. You can hear us on grind season twice per week uh, on that free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. We know downloads very quickly. The Spotify can get us there. Just search for grind season S Z N. Uh, you'll find us there. Push that subscribe button. Help us out. You know, every every click counts, don't it? Saying we count them all oh, up. No, we need we them. them. We all, need we, all of them, man. Yeah, we'll t- we'll appreciate the ones we've gotten. Uh, want some more on this edition of Grind Season? Uh, by the way, episode twenty, uh, Grizzlies picked up their third win of the season against San Antonio. It does feel like they played them a ton. You got them. You had them two days in a or two games in a three day stretch there here in Memphis. Knocked them off one thirty five, one twenty. They were pesky. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's crazy. As as bad as that record is, they've got the best scoring bench in the league. And Pop, you know, has them playing hard. There's no mm-hmm. question about that. And 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 they did through the two games. Grizzlies though able to pick up an eighth straight win. Uh, they're now three and a half games along with Denver, tied with Denver. Denver three and a half games against the third uh, ahead of the third place Pelicans. So, uh, question is now that we've reached the halfway point, and this is where we'll start eventually uh, today is what do the Grizzlies have to do to stay there? And does my man Sane think that this is now a two-horse race in the West? With, you know, it, this is the most separation we've seen at the top here so far. Are Denver and Memphis going to be there at the end? Two-horse race, what do we think? Uh, also, we'll talk about the 21st annual Martin Luther King Jr. Day celebration game. Uh, that takes place again Monday. Uh, down at FedEx Forum against the Phoenix Suns. It is one of the things that both the NBA and the Grizzlies do right. It's one of the best things the NBA does uh, as far as we're concerned. 21st, uh, the honorees among them, Gary Payton, Luol Dang. We'll talk about that, the significance of it. You know, again, like we said, one of the best things Grizzlies do all year long, be on national television as well on TNT. And then finally, we will, including that game, look ahead. Grizzlies got six games in a 10-day stretch coming. Uh, up uh, a stretch that will include them facing Phoenix, not just once, but twice. Uh, got Indiana in their next one. Cleveland's going to come through. We'll talk about the stretch that comes and uh, get into that second half of the season. So that's today's episode. But like we said, saying let's start here. Uh, since we last spoke, Grizzlies pick up one win. Not a ton to chew on in terms of games, 
uh, since we just did our last podcast a couple of days ago. But 135-129, Ja obviously gives us a ton of moments in that one in a 38 performance. He just continues saying to terrorize the San Antonio Spurs, too. Last mm-hmm. four games against them, he had averaged 39. He hits them for another 38. He was fantastic. Got the big junk over Jacob uh, over, excuse me, Jakob Pertle. Um, what did you think, saying not just about that win, but here you are now, literally officially halfway through the season, twenty eight and thirteen. Not a lot to be down about when it comes to these Grizzlies. Yeah, the Spurs team just makes me mad, man. They really grind my gears. Uh, Greg Popovich uh, finds a way to make that team play hard while still losing. I respect you know, it. Don't, don't you? Re- I respect no, it. Let me get to my point, man. Let me get to my point. You know, you. I'm, a, I'm a big NBA conspiracist. I believe that the, the NBA draft is 100% rigged, 100% predetermined. You know that the uh, 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 the Wimby kid is going to San Antonio. Like that's, that's why Pop's still doing it, ain't it? Son? Yeah, and it's 1 million percent. It, it's almost like, uh, it's almost like you know how your, uh, like when your parents show up at school. And you just act like you just really been doing all this hard work and counting fingers on your chin and just staying focused and looking straight ahead and all that. That's all that's all Pop's doing, man. Like he knows the league is watching. So he's like, Yeah, let me try, let me just pull up this guy. I don't want to make it like we're tanking. Let us just be a bad team. We just give a good hard effort and play hard. And ah, you know the league is gonna reward them with uh with your boy Wimbenyana. And yeah. But Pop is the man, bro. Like he's he's such a good coach. You know, like all timer. You know what I mean? And he and he just finds ways to beat you. Like he was the I want to say he's the first coach we've seen that's done the hack of Adams. Mm-hmm. Am I right? Yeah. Well, I don't know if he's first, I, but I, but he did employ it the other day. Yeah. I want to say there's been one other time of season, but you you know, saying if he finds weakness, I don't care if it's a bad team he's got, he's gonna try to exploit it. Yeah, man. So for sure. But uh, shout out to the Grizzlies uh, picking up those two straight wins against the Spurs. Um, Looked a little better to me in this game than the last one. Uh, Desmond Bain looks like he's coming around even more. Zaire Williams had a decent game. Um, he led the bench in minutes, if I'm not mistaken. He played more minutes than Tyus Jones as well. Uh, so it looks like that's something they're trying to do. John Conchar's minutes are going backwards. Uh, David Wright didn't play at all uh, last night. Just kind of interesting to see how that's going to go uh, with the trade deadline coming up and just, you know, going into the second half of the season. Um but it's just looking at the first half of the season as a as a whole, um, just really exciting times, man. Uh, everyone you you spoke to was like, even people who were being super optimistic like myself were saying that um, the Grizzlies, they'll be good, but they won't be as good as last year. They probably won't be as good as last year record-wise. Here they sit, yeah, yeah, here they sit two games ahead of last year's pace at that 41 game or that halfway mark in the season. It's just been a really good season to see guys like Desmond Bain emerge, uh, the injury he had to come back from it. I think the brightest spot in the season and the biggest surprise we've seen in the season so far uh, is the fact that Jaron Jackson Jr., who's who's been given the label of being injury prone, came back very fast from the injury that he had with no downtime. He was ready to go. It wasn't like he had to rev up. It didn't take him a month to get back going. And, well, you know, Jaron looked a little better tonight. Jaron was ready to roll from, from out of the gate. Uh, he had that one game. I think he's like 0 of 7 from 3 or whatever. But since then, he's really been playing ball uh, at a high level, looking like and um, just an all-defensive, you know, defensive player of the year. He's the favorite right now, according to, you know, the Vegas books or whatever. He had an interview today with Kelsey Wright Johnson of Grand City Media. I don't know if you got a chance to look at it. I watched it. And Jaron was talking about he's, he feels like he's getting a different whistle. 
Yeah, but they're not looking for him as much. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. So I think that um just to see the emergence of John Jaron and Desmond Bain, like like the to solidify the pecking order this year is uh has been an exciting thing for sure. You know, I, I real quick back to pop real fast. Something I appreciated, you know, over that two game and three day stretch. It was after the first one where he's talking about, you know, was asked about the Grizzlies. And you you know that Pop's not somebody that blows smoke or gives somebody, you know, unnecessary praise. He's not going to do that. And you heard him say after that game, I'm paraphrasing, but basically fans enjoy this, you know, because you guys have got a a, a great team and you got the sense that, you know, in in terms of, you know, he he said he doesn't know the front office situation here in Memphis. He pointed out if you're going to do, you know, what the Spurs accomplished, what he accomplished, it's got to be a mixture of coach player, but also on the same page with the front office. But mm-hmm. you just get the sense saying that you have you have his admiration. Your your organization right now has you know pop sort of stamp of approval. And and as much as we've stamped it, and you know others outside of Memphis have stamped it. You know when you get that from pop, you know that that sort of man. You know you guys you guys right. have got it good, and 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 that sort of outlook on your team. Um, you know, I think it's just a, a another thing that can make you feel great about, you know, the spot that this team is in and, and the respect it's already earned with, you know, so much of its core so young, 23, 24 mm-hmm. years old. So, so again, I, I'm with you on it gets frustrated how pesky the Spurs can be. By the end of that game, it's a three-point game. You got to close them out. But, yeah. man, I, I appreciate it oh, you know, yeah. coming through and, and, and sort of giving that stamp. Mm-hmm. Um, let me ask you this, Saint. I, I was over at FanDuel and saw where – the Grizzlies right now, because I agree with everything you said, man. It, it's so much good, and you're tied with Denver. The Grizzlies right now, in terms of odds to make the finals, just the third best among Western Conference teams. As a matter of fact, I mean, I just looked at it before we came on this podcast and I almost couldn't believe it. Mm-hmm. They start, they have Golden State at plus 850, Denver at plus 1,000, and the Grizzlies at 1,100. At, yeah, basically, uh, yeah, at plus 1,100. So third – Best odds, not second best. Again, Golden State down below those guys in the standings. It is that right? I mean, I know Golden State handled the Grizzlies on Christmas, mm-hmm. um, and 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 that was without Steph Curry. But is it right to still have them? You know, and and with all of their road woes ahead of the Grizzlies in terms of teams in the West with the best odds to make the finals. I, I thought I thought perhaps that that one might be a little. Uh, might be a little behind. I'm not. Uh, I'm not mad at that at all. Really. Um, you look at. You know, the Warriors are still the champs, and they when we played them, they beat the beat our brains in. You know what I mean? So I'm not. I'm not really mad at that at all. I think that team is going to get it together by the end of the season. There's a lot of games left to be played. Uh, all it takes is just you know just them having an insane run. They can get it going. Um, I think they will be a playoff team. Interesting to see if they're the team that we see we get in the first round. That would be really interesting to see if we get the Warriors in the first yeah. round in a one versus eight or a two versus seven. Because if, if they win the play in, we if we're the second seed, we would get them first round. So that would be interesting to see for sure. Um, I don't I'm not mad at that though, man. Um Denver's playing well. You look at the Grizzlies uh, road record, you look at their record against five hundred teams, you look at their record against the best in the West. And you know, right now. Even though we do have a very you know lofty win loss record, I can definitely see how people can kind of, uh, still question us. But at the end of the day, man, it's going to come down to the playoffs. It's going to come down to what we actually do um, in in real life in real time. So um, I get it, but you know the Grizzlies have to go out there and do their thing. No, no. Wrong. 
No, that, that that's the and, and and I think you make the best point. I mean, at this point, they're the champs, so feeling disrespected by that, yeah. especially after you handle it, is is probably you know putting putting your thoughts in the in the wrong spot. Um, that said, the Grizz the Golden State Warriors not playing or not capable of playing defense in the way that the Grizzlies are when Jaron Jackson's on the floor. Um, and I, I know we talked about Draymond and everything he had to say about the, the Grizzlies of late and agree with mm-hmm. most of what he said that Jaron Jackson's the key. But that one thing he said about having them figured out, that if John Moran had continued to play, that get that series would have been right, okay. in five. That's some garbage. Uh-huh. That's the real cap for sure. I think that um, – you know, he said, you know, they found something. I think we found something too. You know what I mean? But um, it's it really hurts because we've seen the Warriors do this to this uh, do this to us a couple of times. Where we looked like we had their number in the playoff series, and then once they finally beat us, they they look make us look like we we're insignificant, and that's what they did to us. You know, this year and in two thousand, I think fifteen, I believe was the year that they did that to us as well. So. Um, yeah, man. Oh, yeah, I, two one when the Grizzlies up two yeah, one. Uh, yeah, but when they put it, when they finally beat us, they really like they really outclassed us that year. Um, but the Warriors, they're a very good team, very good organization, uh, very good franchise. What they're doing, um, doing this, you know, this their era. They, we're in the Golden State Warriors era, of the NBA, and uh, I can't I can't knock them for for the swag they have, the confidence they have, especially when we're a team that uh, hadn't won anything uh, significant. But like I said, I think I think things will change. Uh, come playoff times this year. So, you know, we'll see, though, for sure. Yeah, I think the Grizzlies learned a lot. They had run their mouths before that Golden State game mm-hmm. and obviously had it handed to them. Uh, clearly, the tone has changed. And oh, yeah, the humble pies yeah. came in. We had it handing out shoes and autographs. We yeah, we did. I think, I think <laughs> the Grizzlies have figured out some things, too, and and, mm-hmm. and they certainly would be facing a, a, a different Jaron Jackson, I think, mm-hmm. than, than what they saw last sure. season as well. I think so. he's got a very bitter taste in his mouth. 100%. What we saw on uh, Christmas Day, for sure. No question about it. You're listening to the Grind Season Podcast. Of course, uh, you can get us on the free Odyssey app. Uh, download it. Uh, search for Grind Season, S-Z-N. Uh, hit that subscribe button if you would. We're twice per week. Uh, we'll be back at you next week with another two fresh episodes. That brings us to topic number two, saying it's the 21st annual MLK Day celebration game. It's going to be against Phoenix, a 5 o'clock game. Uh, Central time is going to be on TNT, obviously. As we said earlier, it's one of the things that the uh, one of the best things the Grizzlies do. One of the best things, as far as I'm concerned, the NBA does, uh, and I particularly like it. And I think saying it's been this way for the last couple when it's on TNT for a minute there, it had been sort of moved to the back. Uh, I want to say it was an NBA TV game one year, or whatever. This game should be front and center uh, at, at front and center every year annually, as far as I'm concerned. It will be this year uh, among the honorees this year. Gary Payton, uh, Luol Dang. You know, Gary Payton's done a ton of philanthropic work. Luol Dang, same thing. They'll be among the uh, the honorees. I'm saying that, you know, we, we've been doing this now more than, uh, what, it's been over two decades, uh, and yet it still feels as important as it ever has. I, I'm, I'm not sure this ever will get, you know, reach a point where, you know, we get tired of it or becomes, you know, it, it gets old. Uh, I think it's super important, especially in this league and the way it's made up, uh, that we continue to do this uh, to this every year. What what say you, brother, about the celebration on Monday? Um, there are many things I can say uh, about the celebration on Monday, but I will say this. Guess what I'm doing Monday that I haven't done in a long time, Jason Smith? Going to the Civil Rights Museum. No. 
What is I it? You need to do that though, man. I have I haven't I have not been to the National Civil Rights Museum as an adult. And I have got to take my, you haven't been as an adult. Uh, I need yeah, to you, yeah, you gotta get down. Well, you gotta you gotta take your son. Both our sons the same age. My son's eight. I we need to. I got we've got to get our sons down there. There's no there's no question about it. But guess what I will be doing? Hold on, let me set the yeah, I'm curious. What what, you, what will you be doing? Hold on, I got uh I got commercial. Let me get past this commercial. Give me two seconds, man. I got a little background music for do this real ghetto style. Hold on. This ain't what I thought it was. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Man, what what the heck are you doing on Monday, bro? You're gonna have to. I'm uh, <laughs> I am covering the game. I'm going to the game as a media member on Monday, man. This is the first time this season that I'm doing it. I ain't gonna lie, man. I kind of been in my feelings a little bit. Um, I've I been in my feelings a little bit, man. The Grizzlies, you know, I I, I requested a game earlier in the season, and they ain't replied to me. But it might have been in my spam folder. I don't know. But I just kind of weren't you. What What are you talking? Weren't you at a preseason or something earlier too? And no, you man, did? I, I went to that, but I, I requested uh, like a regular season game, and I ain't hear nothing. Spam that. folder. Are you vaccinated, fool? Have yeah, they? Got you? I know you are. So I don't know. There's uh, no reason for them to deny you. I don't know what they was on, man. But <laughs> I, I didn't. I didn't get no response from them. So I said, "Man, screw y'all. I just come. I just come when I come." But we we ain't got no beef or nothing though. But because you know what. Just like Martin Luther King would have loved to have seen many years ago, um, I reached out to uh, Laura, Miss Laura from the Grizzlies, who's mm -hmm. the PR chief of staff or whatever her position is. And I told her I'll be doing some road tripping this year. And that white woman blessed me, man, in a way that Martin Luther King would have been proud. Oh, she did. She told me she'll put me on, she's going to put me on the traveling media list for, uh, for a couple of games. Well, there you go. Sir. Guess what? Guess what games I'm going to? The two other blackest cities in in the NBA. I'll be taking a road trip. Well, ATL, Atlanta, and Chicago. <laughs> okay. Only, only what I left out is, is Detroit. Okay. Okay. Shout out to the Memphis Grizzlies organization for showing me love, man. Pro pro providing me with media credentials, go to those games. I think that's what I think that's what Martin Luther King died for, man. Man, get that's up out of here now. You you have covered games in Atlanta before. What about uh -huh. Chicago? Have you covered? Yeah, the last time I went to Chicago, man, look at this. Look how black this segment is right here for MLK Day. Last time I went to Chicago to cover a game, it was during the height of the pandemic, where it was like media only. Uh, so it was it was empty arena. Gotcha. That was an odd experience, man, that I'm glad I was able to participate in, for sure. Where um, was the – I'm assuming it was maybe a little bit different than it usually is, but where was like the seating for the in Chicago during the pandemic? Did they have you all – up in the I don't think it was any different. It seemed like it was okay. pretty much the same, and there was like nobody else in the arenas. They had that, but they were going through a full routine, like it was people there. Like they had like timeout games and all kind of things, like it was a regular game. But uh, I love Chicago to death. Every year I try to make, I try to go to the black cities. Uh, no, I go to the cities over there driving this. <laughs> I go to Atlanta, Chicago. I try to go to New Orleans. I just kind of make that. I'm not doing New Orleans this year though, but Atlanta, Chicago is going down. What were your um? We mentioned that Gary Payton is one of the uh, mm -hmm. one of the Sports Legacy Award uh, 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 yeah. recipients. Recipients, thank and you I, very I much. I will be there as well. I, I try to make that every year. So thing when you think about uh, the glove, uh huh. What because we're the same age, we both watched yeah. him. 
Mm-hmm. What 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 stands out the most? I couldn't stand him, man. I could not stand his trash talking. It's probably a sign of how good he was at it. Mm-hmm. But you know, as a Bulls fan, it it really only fired Mike up, to be honest with you. <laughs> right. Um, the one word for him is underrated. Always has been to me. One of the greater on ball defenders at his position ever. Um, he could score. He was probably more athletic than you probably want to give him credit for. Oh yeah. Hard nosed guy. Talker, I, mean, I just loved everything about Gary Payton. Him with him and Sean Kimball together with Seattle, I, I loved it. And like you said, his talking probably did wake up Michael Jordan in that series. Oh, back it did. In, uh, that was '98, huh? That was the that was the last run. Uh, yeah, for sure. But uh, looking really looking forward to that. Looking forward to Eddie George, who I enjoy hearing him speak all the time. Uh, Eddie George, speaking of Michael Jordan, kind of kind of going out like uh, Michael Jordan when he played for the Wizards as a Tennessee State head coach, but. Uh, <laughs> But shout out, to, shout out to Eddie George and his legacy, man. One of my favorite football players of all time, along, alongside Steve McNair. Uh, up the street with the Tennessee Titans. Uh, looking forward to hearing him speak. Those two stood out to me. I'm trying to look at the other recipients again because there's somebody else I want to check out. Uh, uh, Lieberman, Nancy Lieberman is one of them, I believe. Yeah, my boy Lou Alding is one of them. Yeah, it's going to be cool. They The Grizzlies, every year you wonder, okay, have they ran out of guys? Have they ran out of people to have for the legacy award? And they've got another, you know, great, great lineup again today. I, I need to see Coach Prime in the next year or two for sure. Though that's that's the one I really want to see. I want to see he see him come out and speak. I don't mind him starting over and doing some guys again. Let's get Oscar Robinson here again. I I, I didn't see him in person, but I I, I always enjoy uh, the Sports Legacy Awards, man. And um, I think the whole MLK thing, like you said, is something that the NBA gets right. Um, it's something that kind of Memphis is one of the cities that kind of made it a thing and they kind of took it from us and made us like, you know, the one o'clock game and one day, one day we played on Sunday instead of Monday and, and the Grizz just tried to spin it like, Oh, we're just going to make Monday a day of service. Now y'all just didn't make the cut, you know what I mean? So, but, um, but I like how, you know, we're back in prime time now. Uh, we've got a major game, us in Phoenix, the one and two seeds from one from last year, um, Phoenix is kind of falling off this year with injuries or whatever, but I think it'll still be a good game. Um, in a city like Memphis that is uh so heavily populated by black people, by African Americans, I think it's I think it's a great thing. Um there's certain things I would do to kind of tweak it to make it just that much more black, but I'm fine the way that it is. Cause like I, I just named the four cities. I named Memphis, Atlanta, Chicago, Detroit. Just make just make MLK Day the uh just <laughs> The black fest. <laughs> let those <laughs> let those cities just go at it for the crowd. <laughs> a little in season tournament. Yeah, a little in season tournament. <laughs> the black city cup. Have, have the cup be a red solo cup. NBA been messing, been looking at those in seasons. You could just do it this way. Could start yeah. with the black cities. The black city um, tournament. <laughs> now, as a Bulls fan, I got to go back and correct the record saying now that wasn't ninety eight. That would have been Utah. Now Gary Payton okay, was yeah. Gary was the fourth. Okay, so, yeah, uh, right. uh-huh. so it was right. It, it was uh, it was the right. Lakers, Portland, Phoenix. Then you come back yeah. Seattle, Seattle, Utah, 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 Utah right? Yeah, uh-huh. Two Utah. Yeah, uh, so that that'd have been ninety five. No, no, you ain't too far. That'd have been ninety five. Yeah, I'm thinking about the the black the uh, the BCC, the black 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 city classic. There you go. My fellow yeah. Bulls fans would have been mad at me if I didn't come back and uh, correct that little part of the record. But uh, no, obviously we are all looking forward uh, to Monday's game against Phoenix. And 
Uh, listen, it's 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 uh, to, before we do that to housekeeping. You're of course listening to Grind Season uh, here on uh, Odyssey. Uh, you can get it on the free Odyssey app. We are yes, an Odyssey podcast, but of course you can get us on Spotify or wherever else you get your podcast. Coming at you twice per week. Uh, hit that subscribe button. We appreciate you. And and speaking of Phoenix, it's part of what will be. I counted it up a. Six game in 10 day stretch for the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, it's going to start Saturday with Indiana. Now, that's an Indiana team that have been playing well, same, but it looks like it's going to be without Halliburton for at least uh, this game. And it looks like a couple of weeks he was on crutches the other night, got hurt in that loss to the Knicks. So you catch a catch a break there. You get Phoenix in the aforementioned MLK game on, on Monday. Then you've got Cleveland, uh, the best defensive team in the NBA, at least right now, by a couple of tenths of a point ahead of the Grizzlies, uh, at the Lakers, at Phoenix again, and at Sacramento. So, again, a stretch there where you're – obviously it's much tougher than what you've faced of late. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, six games in ten days, like we said. Saying about if, if I was throwing those six at you uh, in terms of, okay, Indiana, Phoenix, Cleveland, Los Angeles, Phoenix, Sacramento, what's fair to expect – of a Grizzlies team that's won eight in a row in terms of uh, uh in terms of wins through that six game stretch. Uh just looking at the way the games are spaced out, um they don't have they don't have a back to back until you go till the end, right? Phoenix right. Sac- Phoenix Sacramento, mm-hmm. you got a back to back. Which uh, they've been good in, by the way. Right. Uh uh-huh. um six games. Let me see. I think we I think we beat the Pacers on the road without Halliburton. I think you get the I get to get the Suns at home to go ten and zero. You owe Phoenix for what they came yeah. here. Yeah, I think you I think you get that ten straight. I mean that ten and zero. That Cleveland game is going to be a big test. If you beat that Cleveland team, it's time to start. You know, getting your, it's just time to hit that gritty and start. You know, talking a little mess. You, I'm, you I'm with you. I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah, and how that how you match up against that defense. Yeah, uh man, just being real, you can I can see a five and one, you know, I can see a five and one, four and two out of this stretch for sure, man. Um yeah, I can see it. I can see it for sure. These guys are playing really good basketball right now. And you know, you got like I said, you got the Pacers shorthanded. I think I think I see us dropping that Cleveland game, even though it's a home game. Cause I think you have once you get yeah, I think I think we lose to Cleveland and maybe maybe Sacramento on the road. But outside of that, I think we're rolling. Uh, I think you take four and two and out of that six all day long. You know, uh, uh, something I, I looked into, you know, 28-13 through the first half of the season, we mentioned it there at the top of the show. You look at the second half of the season and over at uh, Tankathon, it shows you in terms of remaining schedule, Grizzlies got the seventeenth, just the seventeenth toughest schedule the rest of the way. Mm-hmm. Denver, Denver's. It's funny. You're. It's almost. You, you have the same road record, home record as Denver. The same overall record. Their their remaining schedule is essentially the same. Uh, they got the sixteenth toughest. So 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 theirs is essentially a, a slight bit tougher than, but it's about the same. The you know for the second half of the season. So, um, it's not like it's going to change tremendously. You know, some people have looked at that first half, said, especially the last few games, said, well, the Grizzlies got a lot of cupcakes first half. But if you look at the season as a whole, this second half isn't something that uh, where it just, 
you know, turns up all of a sudden and right. the Grizzlies are playing the, the toughest schedule in the, in the second half. 17 toughest the rest of the way. You'd think with a schedule like that, barring health, setting health aside, that there's no reason why the Grizzlies can't go can't put up another 28 and 13 type record in the second half, end up around 56, 57, 58 wins. Yeah, I can I could definitely see them going crazy uh the second half of the season with Bain, Jaron, and Ja, you know, all cooking at the same time. Plus the trade deadline is coming up. We don't know what additions we're gonna make, any changes we're gonna make. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting on some stuff, man. We ain't gonna talk about it today. But y'all might want to tune in to the next one because I got some stuff I want to talk about. Just kind of shaking tea leaves. Because there was a podcast that came out where somebody mentioned something. I want to see what you think about that. We're going to wait till the next show, though. Okay. Y'all a teaser. But that's, that's coming. We're going to talk more into this, this trade deadline situation for sure. Um, but, yeah, man, one thing one, – another thing I wanted to mention, too, with the Denver Nuggets. I'm not a uh, – I'm not your sit up and watch games all night guy. Once the Grizzlies go off, I usually go to bed. But uh, when I do watch games, bro, when's the last time you saw Denver play a road game? It seems like whenever they, whenever I look up, they're playing at home. It's nearly impossible to beat those dudes at home because of their their uh, the elevation there. Got the same. Um, they're eighteen and three, just like you at home. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not trying to crap on them. I'm not trying like they're not good. But there are a lot of built-in advantages to uh, the Denver Nuggets, who are a good team. And going in trying to beat those dudes at home is is going to be. Uh, daunting task. I want to. I want to see how many road games they have left uh, beginning of the season and who they're playing against, for sure. Um, Aaron, Aaron Gordon is. The, the, I guess I have to give him at what is it sixteen and a half points, six point nine rebounds. He's just. I didn't think that was a fit when they made that deal. Me he, I never understood why they made it, that deal. It's fitting now. Yeah, it's fitting now. I can't. Yeah. I can't. Even, I can't even hate on it. It's fitting. Um, it's another reason why is he's. It seems like his game is increasing. Mm-hmm. Is that there are a lot more Aaron Gordon in the league now than there used to be? Because when he came into the league, people were like, okay, what are you? You know, what I mean, are right. you a three? Are you a four? They're trying to make him be a three. Now he can be. He can comfortably be a four in today's NBA and just you know roll. He can look like a, you know, a, a poor man's Blake Griffin type dude. You know, for sure. Um, as 30. compared to. I was gonna and say thirty-seven percent from from three. Shooting, oh yeah, you know, he's got that jumper. He's he's fifty-nine percent from the floor overall. Like him, you know, their third leading scorer this year. That's a you know he, he's yeah. he's a guy that you have to contain at least because you ain't stopping Jokic. Um, but but Gordon seems like that X factor for them this year. Right. Somebody the Grizzlies gonna have to obviously mark. Uh, no question mm-hmm. about it. Well, that is uh, that is this episode of grind season like saying said make sure you check back in us in with us next week we'll certainly be talking trade deadline things we'll have saying read the tea leaves as he said talk about what he's hearing uh appreciate you guys for joining us for my man anthony same for our producer drew barrett i'm jason smith and remember to stay on your grind